been? Yeah, it's been cold. I got my voice back. I almost blew it out again in worship, so I'm going to try not to squeak on you. So yeah, like I said, we want to um, leave room for the Holy Spirit, so we're going to do a few interactive clinic kind of things here tonight. Is that all right with y'all? Invite the Holy Spirit to just kind of <laughs> do what he wants to do in the service. So I'm going to give a little bit of a word about it, but then I, we're, we're actually going to do some activations because, you know, it just really doesn't make sense that we would come into church and just have a, a song service and then a sermon and then go right back to our daily lives and probably next week forget what pastor said that week. You know, but what if, if we are the church, if, if we're called to be full of the kingdom, full of the life of the Spirit, and to walk in power daily, why on earth don't we just go ahead and practice that practically here in the room? Y'all okay with that? All right, so think of this as like an interactive clinic on hear, how to hear God, how to experience God, how to um, hear his heart, and then release it over others. All right? So I've titled this word in, in giving we receive, and um, this is a caveat to... Um, the subject matter of our ministry is to the Lord. So about three, four weeks ago, if you were here, I spoke a message about our ministry being unto the Lord. And I think uh, so many times we have a consumer mentality. I mean, our, our culture is just, sorry, I got oil on my hand. Uh, but our culture is saturated with consumerism. You know, that's, that's what we do. We buy stuff and we uh, enjoy stuff and that, that's all good. But yeah, buy some more stuff. But uh, if we're not careful, that can um, infiltrate and really kind of change our heart uh, about how we do church and how we experience God. And so I had asked a question a few weeks ago, um, how do we catch fire? Right? Do we see it moving away from us and we're sprinting after it to catch it? I could make a biblical case for that. So it's Maybe. Or do we catch it like a big catcher's mitt? Revelation chapter 7, I believe, the angel puts the coal from the altar and the censer and spins it and casts it down. It's like uh, a meteor shower down to heaven and we, <clears throat> we catch fire. Well, I propose that it's closer to the fact that we would offer ourselves to the Lord, that we would take a hold of the priesthood of the believer that we would actually have our hearts attuned to what God's calling us to do in service to him and staying in connection with him so that when you do that, you become a living sacrifice and he <laughs> receives you. You spontaneously combust. Does anybody want to spontaneously combust with the fire of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Come on, let's do that. All right, we're going to do that here in a minute. Yes. So even now, start asking the Lord, Lord, what do you got for me tonight? So my text for tonight uh, is out of Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. And this is the story about when Jesus sent his disciples out. And he says to them, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. So right now, I just declare God's sovereignty over your lives. 
over your faith, over your finances, over your families. God is sovereign. The kingdom of God is at hand. What that means is that his sovereignty, his reign, his long-awaited reign uh, is already in process. So we don't see everything yet put under his feet, but everything will be put under his feet, and he uses us to declare it and release it into the earth. And that's what he has for us. That's what he had has sent his disciples out. So the very first thing they were to do was to go and declare the kingdom of God. They were all waiting to, in the Jewish culture. They were all waiting for God to reestablish his kingdom, that God would set up as king where he would rule and reign supreme and everyone would answer to the Lord. That he would set things right with righteousness and holiness. And they talked about it in the synagogues. Every week in the synagogues, that was part of it. They would, they would pray a prayer about waiting on the Lord's kingship to come. And when John the Baptist announced the kingdom of God is at hand, and then Jesus announced the kingdom of God is at hand, then he in turn sent his people out and said, preach this, the kingdom of God is at hand. So it's imperative that as we activate our faith, as we become uh, that channel, that conduit for the living water of the Holy Spirit to flow through us, that we declare over the situation his rule and his reign. The kingdom of God rules in this place because he has all authority and all power, and he's given it to you that we can exercise it. All right? It's intended to be the Christian life is not a spectator sport. God intends for us to activate. I, I don't know how far to go with this, but I, I was meditating on it, and I just thought about the, uh, does everybody know what the word soteriology means? It's, it's the doctrine of salvation. And we make a lot in the denominations over the doctrine of salvation, whether it's, you know, getting dunk that does it, or whether it's uh, Romans 8 road that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Um, and all that's, True, those are all parts of salvation that usher in salvation. But then why does Paul say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling? So what, what part of working out the salvation, what part do we have to play in that, right? Well, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because I'm not talking about dead works here. I'm not talking about trying to do the law again. What I'm talking about is this idea that Jesus is the king. And so when we the, all the imagery about a savior, a savior is a king. And it wasn't hard for them to understand, the people that were preached to. So a savior is a king that would go away from the town and he would go out into other places and conquer. And so um, he would bring back with him prisoners. And there would be a procession and there would be incense going. Uh, Thanks be to God who all the, always lead us on in triumph. That's what that passage of scripture is about. That's just a short blurb about soteriology that you, you have to understand that salvation is kingdom language and that working out your salvation with fear and trembling has a lot to do with just walking in kingdom. That's the normal Christian life, that we would live full of the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would just say, Lord, here I am. <laughs> Light me up. Come get me. All right. So the purpose of our Christian life, this is a quote from somebody that, as I was praying about it and asking the Lord to bring certain people to me, this fellow just popped up and said, hey, you need to check this out. But this is a quote from him. The purpose of our Christian life becomes, how do I get fed? What do I get out of it? 
It is a very selfish and self-focused mindset or mentality. However, the kingdom of God is about Jesus and others. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. Neither one is about putting ourselves first, yet we foster a mentality in our corporate meetings and gatherings that puts ourselves first. Is the Christian life primarily about giving or receiving? So the second part of that verse that I wanted to point out in Matthew uh, chapter 10 is that freely you've received, freely give. And so there's something about that, about just acknowledging what God's given you and then just letting go of it, releasing it. So think of it like a, like a conduit from heaven to earth. And the Lord's pouring out. But if you're not, if, if we just accumulate, we never actually receive, right? If we just get stuff and we put it over here and store it and we don't give it away, we're not actually ever receiving anything. But if you give it away, you begin this chain of movement. That's that river of water that's flowing from the throne. That's the Holy Spirit moving through you. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. Over and over and over again with this subject matter of freely giving and freely receiving is a generous spirit. And so that's really what I want to talk about and that I want to cultivate in us. And we'll talk about this a lot more as time goes forward. But we have a good daddy and he's very generous. He is so generous, and we get to be generous. Does anybody like being generous? I love being generous. It's just so much fun because I know that when I'm generous, he's not stingy with me. You can never outgive the Lord, and I don't do it to get, but it actually brings me joy to be generous, right? So we see that kingdom power comes through uh, generosity of spirit, and it can be through gifts with monetary things, or it could just be with being stingy with our heart. Or being generous with our heart to lay it out there, to be vulnerable, to take risks, to pour out your love on folks. Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So... That's talking about the generosity of God, right? Good measure. Everybody likes a deal. You ever notice that? I'm a businessman, and I can't get past this. Like, everybody's always trying to work an angle on me. I'm like, I'm so generous. You really don't have to do that. Once they discover, uh, you know, who I am and how I am, I'm always trying to find ways, and my employees try to find ways to, to bless people and make them surprised. Like, wow, that was really cool. Um, but God is like that back. I, I had to learn a... a yeah, this whole idea of good measure, that's like if you're in the marketplace and you're getting a good deal, right? You walk up and you say, hey, I want three pounds of beans, and there's a cup that's perfectly level with three pounds. Of, maybe rice is a better example. Uh, and so, you know, you could have a, a, a merchant that's stingy. You ever go to a restaurant and you're like, man, this usually comes with three pieces of chicken, and they gave me two. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's the same kind of thing there that they would scoop out. Good measure would be you got uh, Chicken Express, I think, does that. There's always an extra or two in there. That, that's good measure. That's generosity, right? <laughs> Press down. So not only do they uh, make it good, but they pack it down in there. And God, God wants to bless you such that he would not just give you a, a good scoop, but then smash it down, right? And then shake it all together to get every last piece of air out of it. Piece of air. Every last bit of air out of it. Uh, right? 
and then running over. So it's not just packed down in there, but he goes and gets another scoop. And the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift that Jesus has given us. Right? When he talks about you being fathers, being evil, that you give good gifts to your sons, how much more would our Father not give you the Holy Spirit? He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the gift. The gift that we have received from God is the Holy Spirit that gets to be in our lives, that we get to partake in. All right, so we're going to experience him here in a minute in another, another way. <laughs> God wants to give you more than you think you have coming. He wants us to look, look out to, to, for every opportunity to just be ridiculously generous, to outdo each other. So can we do that tonight? And I'm not talking about monetary, although who knows, the Lord might tell you to give somebody some money. But um, So I have a few questions for us, and then we're going we're gonna to jump into an activation. Uh, what happens when our hearts become attuned to his heart, and we're willing to serve his needs? So think about the, the last time I spoke, and we talked about ministering to the heart of God. You know, it's, it's okay if you're having a rough week. I don't hear that in any way, shape, or form that we don't need God. We all need God. But sometimes we're in the most broken places, and the best way to get out of it is to actually give it away, to kickstart it. Because in, in our brokenness, if we um, hang and dwell in our brokenness, it's like, a, it's like a pond or a pool that doesn't have any water moving from it. When, when the Lord uh, wants to come in, and he looks more like a river, the Holy Spirit wants to to blow out the dam, blow out either end, and just move straight through there, and all that stagnant stuff gets moved out. How does God want to work through us today? Can we just ask ourselves that question? Why don't we just take a minute and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do through me today? How can I give myself to love others and meet someone else's needs tonight? So how great would that be if when we come to church, we've already been soaking in his presence all week. As a matter of fact, we didn't turn it off. We'd get up in the morning and Declare the kingdom of God over your life. Declare the kingdom of God over your coworkers, over your family. And then just hear what Papa's doing. See what he's doing and release it. And so if you've been struggling in that department, we're going to practice on each other tonight. All right? All right, so in whatever way, y'all don't have to shout, but you don't be quiet either. Just verbalize with your own mouth. Let, let his reign, let your acknowledgement of the reign of Jesus Christ, of his rulership and authority over your life and over your circumstances, put voice to it. And y'all can all do it at the same time and it'll just sound like a bunch of noise. You don't have to worry about anybody noticing.
Lord, we acknowledge your throne. We acknowledge your royalty, your majestic God, your beautiful Lord. There is nothing that stands before you. You have all authority, all rule, and all reign. You lead us in triumph. You lead us in victory, God. That is salvation. Bless you, God. That was good. Y'all did good. Now let's just attune our hearts. Let's get quiet for a minute. <clears throat> let's listen for the Holy Spirit. He's going to drop something on you. It's going to be like a scripture scripture verse come to mind. If you've got something to write with, you can write it down or just hold on to it. Chew on it. Turn it over. Maybe an image, a word picture. It may be just a prophetic word. And maybe he's already started that with you today because I've been praying for you for days that that would happen. Could be a song. This is how we do it. So, Father, <laughs> Holy Spirit, we just invite you to rest on us now. Speak to us. You are, you are the gift. What are you saying to us, Lord? Everybody got something? All right, let's just thank him for it. Holy Spirit, thank you for pouring out on us. Thank you that you haven't left us alone, Lord. We thank you that you speak, that you've given us ears to hear and eyes to see. We're grateful, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay, so this is how it works. We're going to release it. So how many people feel like the Lord gave them like a uh, power to heal or have a heart to pray for the sick? Okay, come on up here. Margie, how many people feel like they had a prophetic word? You guys will just stand next to the piano table for me. Awesome. All right, prophetic word. People, uh, come stand next to this one over here. Yeah, Matthew was saying that he felt like the Lord wanted to release prophetic words tonight. So we're, prophetic words are good. 
anybody maybe get a, um, a scripture, or would that be in the prophetic word department probably? Scripture? Okay. Scripture people, let's say, stand by the back door. Right? <laughs> okay. Now, if you didn't get anything, that's cool. Not a problem because I figured that was going to happen. If, if you have had a rough week and you came here tonight and you're like, Lord, I just need to hear a word. I just really need a word from God. Do we have anybody here like that? All right. Yeah, it could be some of the same people that are standing up. So, All right, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are we going with this? Is, is there anyone that needs uh, prayer for illnesses in their body or healing in their body? All right, come on up. <laughs> All right, well, we have a whole prophetic team locked and loaded with words. Come on up if you need a word. We're going to start sharing them. Okay, I don't... I don't have the, I don't have anything specific, but um, to elaborate on. But Brad, Brad, just drummer boy. <laughs> it just kept playing in my head for you, drummer boy, and I just kept thinking about the drummer boy. You know, I played a drummer boy in choir, <laughs> um, junior high. Um, just it prepares the way for the Lord. You know, you're preparing the way for the Lord as you as you drum on that drum set. So keep it up. All right. God says, I want to fill you with the anointing. I pour out my spirit on everyone, to the women, to the children, to the men. I pour out my spirit on the old. I pour out my spirit on the young. Who does that exclude? No one. That includes you. So I heard the Lord saying, come back to the heart of worship. Because at his feet, we find salvation and hope. At his feet, we find healing. At his feet, we find everything that we need. The woman that was found in adultery found freedom and salvation and forgiveness at Jesus' feet. The woman with the issue of blood, she found healing, physical healing, at the feet of Jesus. Mary found the best thing at the feet of Jesus. So Jesus is calling us back to the heart of worship. He's calling us to, to fall at his feet and find salvation, healing, grace, mercy, everything that we need. It's the best. It's the best thing. And then go take it to the others. Take it to the world. Offer the feet of Jesus to those that are hurting. Offer the feet of Jesus Tell them about how you found grace, how you found healing, how you found him at the feet of Jesus. I just saw uh, all of us in the house here, but it turned into like an A-frame house in the mountains, and it was snowing outside, and there was a giant Christmas tree, and it had the feeling of like, you know when you see those Folgers commercials at Christmas, like the person sneaks in the door, and it's like, it's so warm. And it was like all of us in there, and there was just a place for everybody, but people just kept coming in and 
coming in and kept coming in. And it was just the place just kept expanding and none of the warmth like dissipated. Like everyone who was here first, like it just all expanded and it was like twinkle lights and warm and wonderful. And I just kept hearing everyone belongs, everyone belongs, everyone belongs. Come on in, everyone belongs. The word I have is for someone that's felt like they've just suffered defeat after defeat after defeat. And the Lord says to remember. Remember what great things I've done. Go back through your journals. Begin to thank him for the things that he's done in the past. Look back through your life. Filter your life and see what God has done. And begin to look upon those wonderful, amazing times when he met you. And, and remember the past. And don't forget those great things that he's done because he will do them again. So I got an image um, of a tree. There was a guy standing or sitting below a tree and this red apple fell um, like into his lap. And I felt like it was interesting. I felt like the Lord told me to wear red tonight. And um, right as I got this image, John, you said like the Holy Spirit's going to drop something to you. And um, I, f I feel like it's, um, and this could be, I feel like this is for me too, but I feel like just the way the Lord's spoken to me in the past through colors, um, the three guys that are wearing the red shirts, I feel like there's three people, yeah, um, sorry, I've forgotten your name, yes, and then in the back with the beanie, okay, and then, okay, um, yeah, I think I just feel to, I'll just pray this, I'll pray this word. Um, yeah, Father, I thank you that they are the apple of your eye. Help me to receive and to, to believe that word for myself as well, but I ask for grace for them. Yeah, just to truly know that they are the apple of your eye and there's nothing to do to work for that, that it's just dropped in our lap, that your love is just dropped to us. We don't strive to lift up to the branches and pull it down, but you just drop your love to us. You give it to us. So I just pray, Lord, for um, these three men, specifically myself and, and just the rest of the room to truly know the height, the width, the depth of your love for us without conditions, without strings attached. God, help us to receive you in a fresh way tonight. Amen. So I, I, I see a picture of Jesus and he's got a big old wheelbarrow. And in the wheelbarrow is full of gifts, and he he's wheeling it in, and with this kind of like this smile on his face. Did I, did I do that? Am I that powerful? Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, okay. Um, sorry. So um, he he says this is how it's going to work, and he start he goes, I'm going to give you gifts, and you're going to give them to other people. Um, and so that's what he—that's that's what he was doing, giving gifts, and we're going to give them to other people. But there's some people who receive gifts, and because they didn't feel like they were mature enough, they went and they 
bury their gifts saying, oh, it has to be buried so it can grow. Um, and the Lord is just exhorting people and encouraging people say, no, um, they don't bury the gift. Um, it's, it's, it's time to use it, time to give it to somebody else. So as I sat there, the words from a song kept going through my mind, and it's blow through the caverns of my soul, pour in me to overflow. And, and what he showed me is that I have some deep, dark caverns that haven't even been explored yet, and he wants to go deeper. But he also showed me that there's somebody here tonight that's where I used to be, and it's that you're trying to fill those caverns with work, with people, with family, with things. And it's time to stop and let Holy Spirit and God fill those. It's a called a God-shaped hole, what I call a God-shaped hole. And he says, it's time to let me come in and fill it. And there was two other words in the song that says, awaken, first love, come awake. So mine was downloaded pretty quick, but uh, I asked God for a specific name and he told me that there's more than one person that this is going to apply to, but what it's going to apply to is someone that's either started to open a business, thinking about opening a business, or you already have, but what God showed me is that you've half-heartedly trusted him, so he can't wholeheartedly bless you, and so what he's telling me is that he will open up the heavens and, and the floodgates of heavens for you if you will just wholeheartedly trust him and allow him to move in your spirit, and, and he told me to tell you this is the one time and the one place that he asks you and tells you that you can test him. So he wants you to test him. Whoever you are, that's, that's for you. Does that resonate with anybody in the room? Okay, would you go lay hands on them, please? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, why don't you all gather together and let him lay hands on you? Just release that over them. And Father, I just pray that uh, open heavens be released over each and every one of these people, Father, that they do follow you wholeheartedly, Father, that they do trust and they do step out in risk because risk isn't spelled R-I-S-K, it's spelled F-A-I-T-H. And Father, allow them to have faith in you, Father, that there's not a risk. We have no risk when we follow you and follow your deeds and follow your good word and, and we follow your truth. And so, Lord, give them the boldness to walk out in faith and understand that you, they would have never had the idea in the first place if you hadn't planted it there. So, Father, just, just sow that seed, water that seed with your truth and your love, and I just pray your provision and faith and grace and love all over it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So be it. This is how we do it, guys. <laughs> the normal Christian life. Yes, sir. Well, I have a word, and I also got scripture, so I'm going to combine it. The Lord has been speaking to me lately about the importance of covenant and, and how important it is to him. It's, it's been kind of uh, in the body. The world has seeped in. The world has seeped in in the world's way of, of viewing covenant. And I guess this is more just kind of an awareness. God's saying, be aware, be on alert, be watchful. 
because there is an anti-covenant spirit that is warring against the body right now. And it's a heightened, it is heightened in the past few months. And I wanted to read Hebrews 9, 15. It says, therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. And then also in Exodus 19.5 says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And so I personally have experienced lately with in my family ministry, we've We've felt this, uh, just an attack against, it's an anti-covenant, anti-Christ spirit. And so I just wanted to pray for anybody feeling that. If you've felt that and you have just been aware of that going on, um, then I I would love to pray with you about that and and agree about that. All right. Does that resonate with anybody? Anybody feel like they've had their covenants challenged? All right, Kim, go for it. So I think this is probably for everybody in the room, at least on some level. Um, I saw a picture uh, that was a very homemade picture. So it's a picture of a Christmas tree. And then underneath it was this little um, uh, Santa Claus made out of construction paper. So it kind of had a construction paper red suit and a little cotton ball beard and everything. But it looked very homemade. And he's small and he's down at the bottom of the tree and he's looking up into the tree and the Christmas tree is completely bare doesn't have any decorations on it at all and so that was the first picture and I think that represents a picture that people have made for us about what how God is generous toward us in gift giving Santa Claus doesn't come to your house and look at a bare tree and you know kind of wonder well where are all the gifts well no he comes to your house with abundance of gifts, with a a sack that just overflows and it just keeps coming out. So then the next picture I saw was uh, this picture of Jesus and angels just in this heavenly Christmas tree decorating party. And they were putting real stars on the tree and there were comets and there was decorations and gifts flowing everywhere. So he's saying the picture... (laughs) that you have that somebody has made for you is not real. The real picture (laughs) is galaxies being put on a Christmas tree in abundance in his power. That's who he is. That's his majesty. And so I just bless us to all take that old belief and just say that's not real and to take in that new belief that is reality. That's how he gives to us. That's And even as Christmas is coming up, I felt like there was worry and fear in certain people's minds about how am I going to give the way my heart wants to give to the people that I love. Just know that that abundance that God has is going to come through for you. So I bless us in that. Yes. So, Lord, I thank you that you don't give us a spirit of fear. You don't give us a spirit of worry or poverty. Lord, you are nothing but abundance. You're, you're a king who rules over a kingdom. I thank you for every blessing that you give us. I thank you for your breath that you've given us. 
And Lord, you are a God of abundance. We thank you for it. And I release abundance over everybody in this room and their families, Lord, because you have more than enough. We release it in Jesus' name. Thank you. I'm a little nervous about the pop sound. It's not as bad, though, when you're right there. Uh, so I saw, um, I think this was for me, but I saw uh, more than welcome to latch onto it, too. Um, <laughs> I saw like a rope of fire. It was like a string of fire, but like a, you know, whatever, a rope of fire. And at the bottom of it was like a stone that was kind of in an egg shape, but it had been chiseled on. But there was really no distinct, like you kind of knew it was a sculpture, but wasn't really sure what it was. And so I'm just going to say this to myself, and I just feel like it's for other people too. But you feel like you're a work in progress. You don't really see where you're going. You don't really see what exactly it is. <laughs> What's this supposed to be? What is this hard rock? And I just feel like the word beautiful, man, you're beautiful. You are amazing, and you're a work in progress, and that's fine, and that's okay. But you know what? You point to Jesus. You point to Jesus, and that rope of fire is literally pointing up. It's not coming down to you. It's actually coming out of you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay if you don't know what you are yet. It's okay if you don't see the final picture yet. It's really okay. Relax. Calm down. He's the one that's sculpting you. He's the one that's taking those little pieces and chiseling it out. You don't see what it is yet. You're not going to see it for a little while. It's okay. Relax. Calm down. Breathe. It's going to be okay. He's the one that's doing it. He's the one that's doing it. And even though you don't feel like you're really doing anything yet, guess what? You're pointing to him and there's fire coming out of you. Whoa. Come on. Okay, so I had a picture of a ladder that was really tall, and the side, you know, the ones that go up and down, they were really thick, and it, and it turned into a person who was standing just like this, completely surrendered to the Lord. That was the first picture. Then I saw uh, a person who was feeling like they were asked to be, they were having to lay down their will, their desire, their hope, their whatever. They felt like they were having to lay it down and then lay it down again and then lay it down again. And I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand what you're showing me. And he said, as we stand completely surrendered to him and as we lay down what he's asking us to lay down, sometimes we feel like we're getting lower and lower and lower, but it was like, the horizontal rungs on the ladder. <laughs> and with each time we laid down, we got a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. So that's just a word of encouragement to any, in any, every one of us that have said, we want what you want, Lord. We just want what you want. And then we felt like over and over again, it just didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. But we laid it down and we surrendered to him. With each surrender, He's just bringing us up a rung higher on the ladder. So, praise God. Okay. I kept waiting for you to say one of the groups saw vision. Anyway, it sounds like most of the group saw vision. So, 
What I saw, okay, like in the movie The Shack, if you ever saw that, remember when Mac first sees Jesus and he goes from the dead of winter to this beautiful life everywhere? Well, the vision I had was green, and in case you're not familiar, you know, colors represent things. Green represents growth, and it was just, it was just spreading fast and covering everything. It wasn't moss. It was, I don't know, it was a beautiful color, and it was just going. So, in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I speak growth over myself and everyone here and over this body. Um, just, just everyone, I implore you to receive it. I declare it over all of us, again, over this body, but it's, it's godly growth. Uh, flourishing in our in relationships with the Lord, spreading his love um, uncontrollably like a virus, um, and blessing, blessing, blessing on your families, your livelihood, just the green, the green of God, the growth, just go, and I declare it over all of us in our body, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, so when you were talking about the vision, I, I saw a very, uh, series of pictures. It was kind of a very bright light. It could have been, then it was kind of a, a cabin type of thing on fire. And then, uh, I saw wood burning and then, and then it went to ash and I was like, I, I don't know what that is. Um, and I, you know, I asked my wife, what, are, what is that? And she goes, well, did you feel it was a negative? And I was like, no, it seemed very happy. And then I was like, well, okay. So I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden I heard multiple times, restoration, restoration, restoration. It was very powerful. And, and look, I honestly, if I'm being totally honest, I did not want to come up here and talk about that. <laughs> but I mean, I just felt compelled that I, I needed to share that. God, I just ask you for restoration for this building, for our hearts, and all of us. Touch us um, in our soul. Touch, Help us touch and restore others. Uh, help us in this community, our surrounding communities, our nation, and the world. Amen. Thank you. Good word. Good word. Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I want to finish with Alan, but okay. Okay. When, when we were getting words, one of the things I saw was there's somebody here that's having a leg issue. And I can't tell you exactly where it is, but I just know that the Lord has either healed it or is going to heal it. And um, I saw it growing out. So there you go. Who might that be? Wendy? You want to come up and we'll be praying. And the other thing that I saw, and I, this was pretty significant, 
is somebody's bank account has been frozen. It is like you just can't seem to get it to go up. You get it up a little, and then it's down, and it's like frozen. Anybody that speaks to you that's having issues with a bank account? Nobody is having trouble with a bank account. <laughs> I thought everybody would probably have a little bit of problem. Anyway, David, it's being unfrozen, and it's being released. And I'm speaking prosperity over that account in Jesus' name. All right. We are running out of time. We've got about five more minutes before people with kids need to go pick up their kids just so that the children's workers don't get overwhelmed. But uh, we're, you guys have scriptures to read? Yep. Okay. This is Psalms 40. I first thought it was for me, but I think it's for all of us. It's, uh, I've waited patiently for the Lord's help. Then he listened to me and heard my cry. He pulled me out of a dangerous pit, out of the deadly quicksand. He set me facing on a rock. He made me secure. He taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to our God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And he who provides seed to the sower, or bread for the eater and seed for the sower, will... Yeah, I, I, okay. And remember this. Whoever sows, nope, not that one, because that's true. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Um, I'd like to speak to Eric's, the vision Eric saw, the fiery rope with the rock at the bottom. Uh, I'm a masonry work, not like only oh, mason, like like bricks and block. So don't get weirded out. That's a plumb bob. That's a plumb bob, and that the word of the Lord to you is look to the rocks from which you were hewn. The stone at the bottom is because that fiery thing is the Lord has aligned your life to heaven, and when He sets the plumb bob over your life, He's He's setting you in alignment and in total agreement with heaven. And Eric Thompson, your life is in agreement and has been set up to a total agreement and alignment with the Lord. And look to the rock from which you are hewn and the fire of God that he's not brought you to the Mount, to, uh, Mount Zion, which is a place of fear where Moses was afraid, but he's brought you to, excuse me, to uh, Mount Sinai, but to Mount Zion, to the assembly, the joyous assembly of thousands of thousands of angels in joyful throng into the blood of Jesus that speaks of a better thing than the blood of Abel. So that, that alignment is what the blood says about you. And if that's you in your lives, the, the Lord has set the plumb line over this house and he is causing us to come into agreement with heaven and we're all just being stones fitted together. So the stones are each of us, and that fire is the Holy Spirit coming down into our lives and bringing us into agreement with the Father so that we can all be rightly fitted together. Amen. Amen. Powerful word. Thank you. I've never been here, but when God says speak, you speak. So nice to meet you all. <clears throat> uh, God gave me Psalm 139, and then I said, God, that's really long. Which part? And he said, read it and find out. Um, so I, I think I got it. The beginning of Psalm 139 says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. And the end of the chapter says, 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And when I read that, I just heard um, the question, do you want more? Um, and and uh, the dumbest thing you could say to that is no. So <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I, w- I want more. He said, then, then, then let me see your heart. And so I just want to say, um, if, if anyone feels like, like you need to shy parts of your heart away, you need to keep pieces hidden, you need to keep this part of that part in the shadows, I just want to say that God wants to shine a light on your whole heart. He doesn't want just part of you. He doesn't want just the good parts. He said that in our weakness, he is strong, and he's ready to show you his strength. So if you want more, um, can we just, can we stand if you just want more? And I just want to say, God, what you have spoken, you have also loosed the authority to come to fruition. And I just say, may the grace of God empower you and protect you for you to accept what he has for you. May you feel his love and his compassion for anything wrong you've ever done. It's negated. And the only one who thinks it's not is the enemy and he's a liar. And I just want to say that. God is empowering you and giving you authority to walk in his image and who he created you to be. And if you accept that, just say amen. 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 Good word. Thank you. I got to get to know you. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back. Um, so the Lord gave me um, James 1, 17. Um, hard standing next to Macon. Um, So it's every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. He also gave me 18, which says he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Um, I don't have time to go into the whole picture. There was um, a picture that the Lord gave me of chaff and wheat. And I thought, oh, golly, I am the chaff, and I need to get out of the way for the wheat to grow. And the Lord showed me in worship today. That I am the chaff in that I have to get me out of the way. And my pretenses and my expectations had to get out of the way in order for that wheat to grow. So, I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the Lord, God has taken control of me. The Lord has chosen to send me to tell the oppressed the good news to heal the brokenhearted, and to announce freedom for the prisoners and the captives. I feel like that is the word of our church. Amen. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. It's really awesome. We're going we're gonna to finish with Alan. Alan has a testimony and uh, intercession to speak out. Yeah, I didn't know where to classify this because I just received a fire of intercession for certain parts of the city for the kingdom to break through. So, also, when you get with Greg and, and uh, Margie here, you receive a little bit of healing. So, I got some of that tonight, too. But let's just pray, Lord.
Father, we believe that your kingdom is rushing in. And we believe that for this corner of North, Northeast Tarrant County, Lord, you are preparing Catch the Fire to reach out and extend your kingdom, Lord. But in certainly these certain regions, Lord, in Richland Hills, North Richland Hills, Halton City, I saw different principalities working there, and they have specific groups that are there just for division and division among your body. We pray, Lord, that our testimony here will be one of unity, Lord. And we speak to those principalities and we say, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. We speak against those spirits of division and we say, you no longer have authority in this area of the city, Lord. And you are raising up workers in your kingdom, Lord. Those who have the power of the Holy Spirit upon their lips and upon their life, Lord whose lives you have transformed, whose hands you have filled with power to heal, with words of life and comfort to those that are brokenhearted, Lord. And we speak those words of Luke chapter 4 and Isaiah 61 over ourselves tonight, Lord, that as the kingdom is expressed through our lives, Lord, as the love of Christ is expressed through our lives, Lord, we may see the kingdom around us in this area of Texas, Lord to all the immigrants who have come here, to the Hispanics who live here, Lord, to all the different races among us. May we see unity. We may see the kingdom break in, Lord. May we see power come in, Lord. It changed lives. May we not speak against our brother in another church, Lord. But I pray, Lord, we will become a testimony of unity in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Good word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we just had church, and we went a little bit long. I want to apologize, but I really don't. So, uh, But we're going to try to do this. We may not do this level every week, but I really feel like the Lord's leading us in a way that we leave more room for the Holy Spirit to help us activate. So savor this. Uh, take it into your week with you that, man, when you wake up in the morning, just declare the kingdom over your life. Ask the Lord what he wants to do in your life today, and then just look for a place to release it. It's that easy. It's that simple. You're a conduit of heaven to earth. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.